imagine every germ that's been on that is dead. This thing hasn't opened up a business letter in 15 years. <laughs> seen probably a lot more cocaine than letters. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean needs bigger glasses now with his new look. He needs like the almost like Harry Harry style glasses. Who do you guys sure. like? Betting on the dogs here. I'm imagining that guy from like Ocean's Eleven with the older guy with the big glass. Old dude? Yeah. Saul or whatever his name is. Saul. Yeah. 70s type. Yeah. Or, uh. Retired Irish bookkeeper. Absolutely. Down in Miami. Or, uh, who was, who was, um, Uncle June in Sopranos? His glasses. They'd work. I want to start singing karaoke now. (laughs) Sing some karaoke? That might make for an interesting uh, segment on the pod. We're going to go to Ross for a little torch singing. <laughs> what would your song be, Ross? Uh, that was a joke, Gavin. I would not sing in public. Oh, uh, all right. I'm just for the purpose of the joke, I wanted to explore this topic. <laughs> this isn't public. Uh, I Will Survive would be my uh, <laughs> there you go. song. I like it. There you go. Good. Donna Summer, is that right? That's a tough one to sing. Is that right? Donna well, Summer? I couldn't sing anything, so might as well pick an interesting yeah, song. Yeah, that's true, I guess, yeah. Sometimes they'll play play it in the background to help you out. You'll, you'll do Glory probably Gainer. karaoke later this oh, year at the you. lake. We, have you ever gone? Yes, I've seen. Yeah, and then you got the Romy. brothers yep. that do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sling Blade Brothers. <laughs> Sling Blade Brothers. Who... <laughs> If you recall, Romy may have stepped I think when we uh, do our live podcast, on. we should invite them over to the house yeah. for a live podcast. <laughs> we just got to find out where they hang out during the daylight hours. <laughs> at the bar. They're I want to invite that waiter. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's probably oh. already drunk. Right. Remember Kyle's they were still like, there. Kyle. Yeah. We gave we gave Kyle a day off, and that was a mistake. Kyle is still there. <laughs> that was our up, fault. <laughs> he shows up drunk at his place of business on his day off, and then the boss blames himself. <laughs> we should have never given that day off. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle was fine. Mm. You guys. Were you, you were about By to the reference. Way, yeah. I found those, so I, I put on a pair of shorts um, for the first time this season, and... Reached in my pocket, and one of those receipts in my pocket was hey. that night. Wow. <laughs> the other was the the night I you know went out to get the pizza and okay. came back like so three now you hours can later or that whatever. Time expense report. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie, just approve it. Just don't ask me questions. Fifty nine <laughs> rolling rocks. Two thousand seventeen. Fifty nine rolling rocks from two thousand seventeen, Northern Indiana. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't put in for that shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Was our finance system up at that point in time? I don't know. <laughs> Between all the uh, attacks and everything else, I don't even... <laughs> you can just blame that on the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was an investment in community outreach. I, mm. I appreciate what those people do up there, and I'm uh, a big fan of theirs, and I will continue to go to their establishment. So I that was all that good. Absolutely. All positive. <clears throat> Looking forward to another round this year. Are you gonna Are you gonna allow Aaron to uh, to come this time? I feel like you were getting a little agitated. He was speaking so loudly. Oh, <laughs> if you remember, oh. he, he wasn't really complaining. He was more just pointing out uh, <laughs> that there are other lost. people in the restaurant yeah. who might yeah. not want yeah. to hear everything <laughs> he's saying. God. Perhaps. 
Sorry to reopen that wound. This would be a good social experiment. How long do you think it would take Aaron to get his ass kicked at a real bar? (laughs) 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 To like a dive bar in the middle? Depends if he walks in drunk or if it takes him time. And you're not there to help him or defuse anything. Is that your real mustache? (laughs) (laughs) Open question. (laughs) Your name's Richard. Can I call you Dick? I love this idea. <laughs> and then we'll jump in at the last minute. Is that your real mustache? <laughs> These are things Irk would say drunk in a real bar. Let's go. Next. <laughs> oh, sorry, Aaron. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. This is going to be fun. <coughs> no, we're all in on this plan. <clears throat> So what's going on this? Oh, uh, I'll start us off. We are the Worldwide IT Guys. Welcome. Hey. Um, I am Steve. I'm Dion. Elisa. John. This is Sean. Gavin. And Ross. Uh, and we're here for episode, I don't even know what we are, 138, I think. Um, uh, so I, what is going on this week? Uh, anything special what that happened? anybody has? No? No, it's, it's Memorial Day, right? Uh, but Memorial Day I, weekend I here in the weekend. States. Um, GDPR launches Friday. It's also my daughter's birthday on Friday. Oh, oh that's well, right. That's a national holiday. Now you'll never yeah. forget your daughter's yeah, birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> GDPR Day. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to uh, celebrate by shredding some documents with Emma or something? <laughs> I told our we're, compliance we're, yeah. officer that um, I hoped he was planning a big blowout, that oh, there yeah. would be like a big sort of kick off to the holiday weekend and he was going to go out and have a huge GDPR party. Right. He's he said high no. standards when Nothing? it comes to food and drink. <laughs> so I no. don't know if we want to let him do that. No, no, I, I wasn't suggesting that. I think he should be celebrating oh, that there's yeah. sort of a, a finish line of sorts we're touching, but he reminded me that this is only the well, beginning. Well, one way or another, he either, either needs to state that he is going to party or not going to party. We need an answer. <laughs> there is no way to get around it anymore. So. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we will... Yes. Uh, he can tell us that we should forget all of that information after yeah. he gives it to us. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you guys anyway. hear about... I, I was just thinking of this because you said birthday cake, and... It'd be funny to have like a GDPR cake where you don't actually say the the age due to privacy, you know. Like, Redacted. But then that made me think. Of, oh, we need um, Leo's daughter to help with this. Yeah. Well, did you hear about it went yeah. viral this bakery where um, a lady bought a cake for her son who graduated uh, summa cum laude, and the baker oh, wouldn't this. wouldn't print the word cum. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, is not a liberal arts major. Has never heard of summa cum laude. Yeah, or yeah. Latin. Yeah, or Latin. <laughs> Latin's <laughs> dead. Latin language no, is dead. True. Yeah, and then but what's even hilarious is the baker. So I guess she ordered it online at like this this uh, Publix or some some website. I've heard of them before, but I can't recall what it was. And they just replaced it with like asterisks. <laughs> yeah. So it said summa asterisks laude. <laughs> Yeah, it was like three dashes or whatever. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious to me. Congrats, Jacob. Summa dot 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 dot. laude, class of 2018. (laughs) (laughs) It's even worse. That's hilarious. And you just got to take it. You're like, all right, am I going to explain fucking Latin to this person? (laughs) I mean, in the next 10 minutes over the cash register, just... 
just know this was obviously not the first time this came through. Yeah. They get a ton of requests, and they have to turn down writing cum on hundreds yeah. of cakes. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of these cum cakes. Stop asking us to write cum on cakes. I, lo- I do love when you really think about, all right, this person is so wrong. And the, the number of hoops I'm going to have to go through, like, I think it's just easier to walk home and have a laugh at this. Yeah. Than, well, yeah but, uh, yeah, but I think the person taking the order took the order, and it was probably, you know, the teenage girl at the counter was like, sure, I can do that, no yeah, problem, yeah. whatever, and then hands it to the, you know, the decorator who's like, it's his business that he runs. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not putting that on a cake. No way. That's ridiculous. I'm so, okay, this is. I'm trying to take like a really bad turn here, but I'm just gonna do it. Do it. There was a porn star who was known for excessive uh, fluids, named the decorator. The decorator. <laughs> like the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know this information. Yeah, that's an interesting one yeah, to Gavin actually have yeah. top of mind. Talk this one through. Uh, I think it was like Peter. Peter uh, North. On Peter North. North. <laughs> right hey, that's right. Canadian pornographic actor. <laughs> I always love how they had Canadian when, when you become like if you were American, you wouldn't say American. But no, like, no, no. You're famous. You're Canadian. Like oh, he's oh Peter North's a legend. Yeah, Peter North, oh, he's though. a Canadian. Yeah, oh, yeah. One of the Canadian best celebrities. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the decorator North. Uh, thanks for that share. Yeah. yeah, just just had to take it to a bad place. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry for this whole cake conversation, Leo. <laughs> oh, God. The decorator will yeah, so never, never heard Look at Peter cake North. Again. He looks good <laughs> for age 61 based on this uh, uh, Wikipedia. Let me uh, do I dare do a search here. I already did it. it don't. 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 <laughs> <laughs> don't. Um, well, let's, is there anything going on in the world of technology this week that might maybe we could... How are we going to the decorator? Two. How do you segue out of that? <laughs> really you know what else we could decorate? No, I don't know. No, we don't. Uh, no. Okay. Um, technology. Well, I, I read a study Good that the, these little Googles we're doing now and finding out about the decorator oh. and so on actually improves workplace productivity. There was a study that showed random sort of online leisurely finding things actually helps with boredom at work and you break out of your boredom cycles quicker than you would if you weren't allowed to just kind of browse leisurely blow off a little uh, steam and yeah exactly well, well uh, what's interesting to me about that is I've always subscribed to um, you cannot work in a extremely concentrated way for long periods of time you can't um, I don't I subscribe to a more Short break, short sprint of work, and then short break, then the work all morning, and then have a lunch break, and then work all afternoon. I subscribe to a spend 20, 30 minutes focused, and then take a small break and do something. And I think that's where that study yeah. would come into play, right? Yep. Because you're mentally turning sort of to something reset. else. Yeah. yeah. You reset. Give yourself yeah. the opportunity mm-hmm. to sort of, and I yeah. don't know if you guys ever, I forget who came up with it, but they referred to it as the Pomodoro technique. Oh, and, yes. And it's like, you know, take a, I think it's in like an apple timer or mm-hmm. a, a tomato timer or whatever um, that came up with the name, but you set it for 20 minutes, you work for 20 minutes, and then when that goes yeah. off, yeah. you go, okay, I'm going to go, you know, take a walk, I'm going to spend five, ten yeah. minutes doing yeah. something else. 
and then come back and set your timer again and do those 20-minute sprints. I will say that that specific, this work life that I lead now, was it was a conversion for me because being desktop support 15 years ago was run and you're on the floor, you're helping nonstop until your lunch break take your lunch break and then get back out there was a lot different, especially, you know, a jewel, other types of jobs, but where I'm sitting in front of a computer, yeah. kind of, you know, stationary, that no is other definitely, stimuli. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely more helpful for me to kind of do those, the sprints with the Pomodoro yeah. effect. So yeah. I can kind of see what we do where we're just in front of a computer, you know, the Excel spreadsheet sometimes, the long calls, all that stuff. You got to like, it's, it's like a sprint. <laughs> Where your brain is on hard, and then you got to take a break, and that wasn't adapt. I had to adapt to that, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, yep. When I went from you know being on sure. physically on the run, literally moving around for hours at a time. So. It was amazing. Like, I worked in retail before I got into IT. I, I sold shoes, and then I, I worked at a Comp USA, and it was amazing how fast the day flew by. Oh yeah, and jobs like that. You yep. know, where you just went from this to that to that, and, yeah. and I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Like if it but, paid better, I'd probably still do it. But you know? and and arguing, you know, the opposite to this, I think what Dion you were experiencing and what you were experiencing in that environment is you were always mentally jumping from thing oh, exactly. to thing. Yeah, like every task was less than two minutes. You, you know, it's retail. It's like you help this customer, you jump there, the, you right. help this guy so, unload stock, and now... You well, know, I felt yeah, like exactly. retail helped prepare me for the service desk where it was not... It was less, you know... Retail is seconds, right? It's 30 seconds with somebody yeah. and you're done. The help desk was kind of like minutes with somebody to maybe, who knows, depending yeah, yeah. on the thing. But yeah, and, and, and the leap to now just focused... And more physical too. Got to back away. Yeah, right. So, because you're up, no, you're moving, yeah, you're exactly. going to the next yeah. thing, or God. you know, running around a jewel. I could. I was eating, you know, Big Macs, quarter pounders all day, and not at the jewel, that's ridiculous. Just all day, <laughs> Subway all day. This not, we don't not sell this shit. This is my own thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like now, yeah, yeah. If I had I quarter pounders all day pocket. and just sat at my desk, forget about it. Anyways, um, um, yeah, different different lifestyle, but definitely needed. So that, yeah, I I completely agreed with that, and that's yeah. Alisa, do you have you know any sort of pattern like that, or do you not? Um, there is a technique in in testing, for example, that is session based. Testing and it's very effective if you work in a isolated space, not in a shared space, because you have, especially for exploratory testing, that you you need to <coughs> focus on what to test and be atten- uh, uh, like awake of any weird results and take notes and yep. things like that. But that attention lasts only a span of time. So that is a session. And it's between 45 and one hour. And then uh, you have to stop. Good long session. Yeah. And sometimes you can do it in 30 minutes. But the idea is to have enough time to to cover some feature and follow up some bugs and document that. And everything gets, like, uh, documented. And you stop, even if you didn't finish your testing, you stop, take a break, uh, finish your report. Do you subscribe to that? Is that what you do? Uh, I tried to do it. A time ago, I actually implemented that with my team. But the problem is that we work with a lot of interruptions around. 
What are you? Are you complaining about the no. work environment? That <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, Assholes. it's not applicable to this team. Yeah, yeah. No, not only me. I mean the other QCs as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a very effective uh, tool to measure as well exploratory testing that is very uh, uh, unmanageable sometimes. Uh, but so you feel like we give you enough break here and there that you don't need to like have some sort of discipline to that? My problem is that I usually multitask. I not only do testing, I do support and sometimes programming and automated tests and uh, things like that. And of course, meetings and people that calls you and uh, I can't do it. So, uh, you, so you're basically uh, saying that you, like Sean was talking about retail and Dion retail, that you have that kind of jump from task to task yes. mentally, but you don't physically. I mean, physically, you're still sitting in the same spot. And uh, for years, I did that. Uh, for years, I was working at home, and I had to do a very disciplined uh, work because I was at home and not only had interruptions from the work, someone uh, knocks the door or I receive a call or my partner comes and I start <coughs> talking and things like that. You get interruptions in, oh, okay. uh, in at home as well. So mm -hmm. that that's also uh, another factor to start discarding that technique but this, it was very good experience by the way I, I find it harder to do that technique at home on Fridays working from home yep. because there there isn't that interruption that's in the office usually like during the summer when my, my you know working from home in the summer is a little different because my daughter's home and everybody's around and there's things and it, it breaks it up but like on Fridays when she's in school I, I find myself sitting there for very long periods of time forgetting, you know, to take a break and, and, and doing stuff like that. So if it isn't for a meeting or a scrum or something like that, I find myself, especially in the afternoon on a Friday, like trying to force myself to remember to do that. So it's kind of yeah. hard because yeah. I have built-in breaks when I'm in the office. Um, usually I've built-in breaks almost all the time just because of, you know, life around you. Um, and then, but I find it sometimes I forget. Uh, at home and on an afternoon, I'll just I'll get so into something and forget to even look. Sometimes yeah, I'll forget to look at Slack. Sometimes I'll forget to look at my, you know the text messages. Yeah. Um, I'll get into a spreadsheet or I'll get into a conversation or something, and then and I'm just I, you know sit there for a while and it's like oh yeah I forgot I gotta. And if your family, wait I gotta multitask and do five things. <laughs> and if your so, family is uh, you know respectful and stays away, pretty yeah, good. Well, especially when you know, like I said, when Emma's in school, it's just my wife. You know, she'll leave me alone, usually, which is nice. But again, not not force me to take a break and think about something else. So I close um, the door and don't let anyone in. Yeah, smart. Well, you're in the room. Besides with the, the dog, the you're, dog. You're also in the room with the shotguns, so they. Probably, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this technique is is in both sides. In one side is to uh, remind you that you need that break, but sometimes uh, it's true that when you are engaged in a task that you 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 like. Or you you are right. so con concentrated, all your energies are there that you forget about everything. So it's like all that energy you are using it, and you don't need anything else to make you uh, focus on the task. Pomodoro technique is actually to avoid distractions. So it's the opposite. Some people 
uh, need the the breaking thing to break and have fresh air, but other people need this technique just because well, there are so many distractions. Yeah, you need yeah, something uh, exactly. It, it basically gives you. gives me an opportunity to say, you know what, this is the thing I'm going to do. Yeah, and and I'm going to focus on it for 20 yeah. minutes. And then if I spend 30 minutes or 40 minutes on it, you know, it happens and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But it gives me the discipline to say I'm going to ignore everything else that's going on and do this thing. It's it's more for those kind of situations where you have so many things to do and you know that you have to finish something and you want to prioritize that. That's that's me in a nutshell on that one. Yeah. That's why I use. I I have ADD, so I I have my brain forces me to take these breaks, which is which is kind of fun. But I, I remember Brendan actually, because I think Brendan had, well I don't know. I Bre- Brendan was trying Pomodoro for a while, and he actually got me into it for a couple of days. It didn't it didn't quite work for me, um, but I, I I don't know. I felt like maybe he could probably get off on little little tangents too sometimes. So, uh, yeah. But I would think it it would help. In the ADD situation, because... Do you it would, really have ADD? Like, are you diagnosed, or are you self-diagnosed? I mean, not that you wouldn't yeah. not have it if you're self-diagnosed. Well, you know, you- it's hard to say, to be honest. I mean, like, I, I absolutely think I, I do have it. I was completely diagnosed and treated for it for about eight years. But, oh, so you were diagnosed. Okay. Yeah, okay. but, uh, yeah. you know... Because um, I, I feel everyone it was diagnoses so themselves with either yeah. ADD or OCD. Like, no one just thinks they're normal. Right. Everyone that's thinks totally they true. either concentrate too much or too little. Like, nobody's like, oh, no, I have a healthy level of concentration. Absolutely. Like, nobody believes that. And it was during the Sean, 90s when that, there was, like, an explosion <laughs> of that diagnosis as well. Thank God he said it before I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they do say that something like 70% of boys can be diagnosed with ADD. And they, totally. And that boys at a certain age are just naturally attention deficit. Yeah, and they, yeah. Most of them grow out of it and don't necessarily need to be medicated later in life. Yeah, yeah I, I think they do. probably stop my medication at 60. Well, actually, you're not really supposed to, after your brain starts developing like later into childhood, into like your teens, you're supposed to stop it, I think. You're yeah, not really supposed to they be. They do say that. But some adults just like from childhood just keep on taking it and like is that that like considered puberty when boys just start thinking about sex all the time (laughs) that's what cures ADD exactly it's not it's not really ADD it's It's called puberty it's called puberty and they found it was in their pants yes well actually I was listening to some really uh, really they get distracted regularly they do (laughs) oh the wind just blew me oh that's great (laughs) yeah what were you saying? Brief you breaks often. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was just a podcast I was listening to. I was kind of reminding myself about um, how people start it at a young age and just continue taking it, which is like kind of this larger thing about how people like don't, don't do a very good job of kind of uh, like um, uh, <laughs> being their own pro- healthcare provider when it comes to prescription drugs and doing their own research and things like that. Like there was this family where um, the, the mother had started on ADD, um, so the, the children were diagnosed for ADD. And, you know, I don't know, 12 years old or something like that. Around the same time, the, the mother was prescribed it by their family doctor. And then Got the kids on something just, like Adderall or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the kids just kept taking it until, like, they were 28. And so now this woman's husband was calling in basically saying, you know, oh, she's she can't really sleep at night and she has all this anxiety and stuff. And 
Um, it's you know, a stimulant. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a sti- <laughs> it's a fucking. I mean, it's basically what they used with Mickey Mantle used to call speed. It's Mickey it's, Mantle would take it before and truck drivers would take it before they had to drive. Yeah, it's, it's like stimulant. you might as well just have it. Yeah, yeah. It's like amphetamine. It's, 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 it is exactly an amphetamine. Yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So like someone called up and they're like, they're like, oh man, well I don't know. Like, is there is there anything going on? Any medications? This really sounds like it could be. They couldn't pinpoint any obvious thing, you know. And and then she's like, well, I guess. I guess she's been on Adderall for the last, like, 20 years or, you know, 15 years. And the doctor's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, of course she can't sleep at night. She has insane anxiety. She's basically, like, not an addict, but, like, you know, she's going to have withdrawal. She's basically a, an amphetamine addict for, for all intents and purposes. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that was a total tangent about something unrelated. but It's just one more reason that I am uh, – uh, drugs do things – for specific reasons, and I get that, but I told my doctor when I started, when I found a doctor that I liked, I told him, look, I don't want you to prescribe me anything, ever. That's my goal. Never prescribe anything. However, when I come knocking on your door, I want you to have that perspective so that when I say, give me fucking something (laughs) to solve this problem, you know my perspective. So you're not just going, well, always give him whatever and and he he's been very good and respectful about that because my you know opinion is um that your body is naturally you know kids like you know maybe puberty it may be something else your body is naturally trying to heal now you find other cases right you find anemia and you find you know other cases where you don't have what it takes (coughs) physically to do what you need to do i get that but i think society as a whole is always looking for a pill always looking for a quick fix Mm -hmm. and and this was me saying look i don't need anything unless you tell me i need something yeah unless yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. that makes sense there's a whole new school of doctors too like i found some in chicago here that are like they're kind of a weird combination of like it's almost like if if modern western medicine met like uh, not traditional Chinese medicine, but like kind of like homeopathy and like those types of alternative medicines. Uh-huh. And it, like basically they'll try to like, well, I'm going to try to treat you with turmeric first. And if that doesn't work, you know, yeah. here's a sure. fucking prescription. Sure. And yeah. Like Lavender they have and turmeric to treat something. And yeah. it, maybe it's part mental. Maybe it's part this. Maybe it does work. Yeah. Psychosomatic or, yeah, you know, whoever. Yeah. But Let's they try to first. try all their alternatives first, which is kind of, it's kind of a cool. Yep. I like that marriage. <clears> I read this article once on, I can't remember his name, but he had invented. A lot of like our major pills, like he had invented, um, what's the allergy medicine everyone takes? Zyrtec? Uh, uh, Zyrtec. Allegra? Clarity. I took Claritin D this morning, so I'm on speed. But uh, they're all based <laughs> off this one chemical <laughs> that, that he invented. He invented some anti. But anyway, so, and they're like, so do you take this? He's like, oh, no, I never take any of that. He's like, well, you don't think it's healthy? He's like, oh, no, I, I think they're all very healthy. But what they really are is they're for people. He's like, I'm retired now. He's like, me- he's like, I, I view medicine as a sort of get-out-of-jail-quick card for people that don't have the time to deal with the symptoms. Hmm. And I just deal with the symptoms because I don't have anything else going on. Yeah. You know, but he's like, I think America's become so fast-moving and so <laughs> unwilling to have any di- downtime that it over-prescribes itself well, sure. so that it never <laughs> has to just sit in bed for an afternoon. Right. You know? yeah. And right. also people who, like, just can't take time off work because yeah. they've got to pay rent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, and uh, I'm not, you know, flying in the face of any of that. Oh, sure, sure. I, I So <clears throat> I, I think we're all kind of roughly on the same page on that one. Um, 
there are things that need to be dealt with, and they get dealt with, and they should get dealt with. Uh, but as Americans and as a society, we have gone, we've grown accustomed to the quick fix, the pill, the thing oh, sure. yeah. that'll help us get over the next hump. And I know where you two guys are, right? If I remember from an old podcast, you guys have like a limit on what you'll spend on your dogs. And then Sean, I think you probably have a limit on yourself of like, honey, look, if it costs 10 grand to resuscitate me, <laughs> right. just, just take the insurance. You did say you weren't worth a certain <laughs> amount of money. I forget what that meant. Uh, I don't was. know. Well, my whole thing about is, well, if it was ten grand, so that I feel totally fine, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, pay that." But my whole thing is like, I don't want to. I don't want to because I feel doctors will just keep you alive forever if you let them. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be some guy that's like, "Okay, well now that doesn't work, and that doesn't work, and now you can't do this and you can't do that." Like, like I don't want to sort of like almost gradually be erased. I'll just be like the first time, <laughs> the first thing that impacts my quality of life, I'll be like, "Kill me." <laughs> what a great way Kill me. To, to look at that. I don't want to gradually be erased. <laughs> no, I know, but I, you see all these people, they get this operation and that operation, and now they got to move to one-story house because they can't get upstairs, which that in and of itself isn't that bad. But now they, like... You know they can't even like uh, get on the toilet by themselves, oh, and yeah, then right. like, like yeah, it's this yeah. gradual yeah. descent oh, yeah. into like how much autonomy they lose. Smaller and house. I don't want to do with any drive. of that shit. I can't just, get on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Can't go to sleep. Yeah, yep. get it. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say the day my sons can beat me up, just kill me. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Like, isn't, like that, isn't that the that way? You're, yeah, you're, you're nine Vikings. years away. Sean. Yeah, I was gonna I mean, say nine years away. You're very much a pack animal. You're just like you know what. I'm I no longer Colin, the alpha. I'm yeah, out. <laughs> not, not that many years away, Sean. Um, That's funny. The, so another tech thing that, that I saw this week that was incredibly interesting was a 60 Minutes um, article on how Google got so big and how they got around antitrust and how GDPR and other things are going to impact them and how that's going to affect them in America. Uh, it's a lot different in back to the GDPR thing real quick, but not, not it's going to impact them there, but not here because our politicians have been bought and paid for <laughs> a million times. So it's not really going to impact them here. But the, the, the thing that stood out to me, so it basically just goes into every time something came up where it was like, well, Google's the only one doing this. What are we going to do about it? Okay. Nothing. Cause everybody benefits. Great. Okay. Move on. So like they just kept doing this over and over again. It's like, well, it's great. We wouldn't even have the internet we have today without them, but we let them be unregulated forever let them do whatever they wanted. They own search. You go to the internet, you try to search for something. They control that. They mm-hmm. also control internet ad space and what's shown first in those search things. And, and anyway, so the, the whole 60 Minutes article went into this whole thing. The thing that stood out the most that, that really pissed me off was they had the, the guy who runs Yelp saying, if Google doesn't want you to see something, they'll just erase you. And I'm like, are you, are you hello, pot calling the second kettle. biggest yeah. asshole on are the you, internet. You, yeah. you are essentially trying to do that yourself with your own fucking Yelp yeah, service yeah. where you make people fucking pay and promote themselves or else they're erased. Now Google has the power over you to erase you and now you're pissed so you're going to go on 60 minutes. That was the biggest thing that stood out to me. I had to like pause it, explain to my wife how this asshole d- runs Yelp. And then come back and go, Google's just doing it better than him. <laughs> so yeah. He's you jealous. Know. That's what it no, is. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. So I Jerry know. Stoppelman <laughs> is the co-founder of Yelp, and this is the asshole mm. that basically extorts you into... And, and Yeah, there's a documentary before. on Yelp yeah. called Billion Dollar Bully. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. But um, 
Yeah, but you, I mean, I have noticed that though that like they're they're aggregating more and more content that you would go to. Like, if you notice now, like it, something you might have gone to, say you really liked a movie, like say you really liked Blade Runner, and you might have gone to Rotten Tomato to get suggestions based off that or something. Like you can now Google movie like. Blade Runner, yes, and it'll show you a whole snapshot of movies you might like and different reviews and everything. And it's like, well, maybe Rotten Tomatoes is going to go away, which in and of itself was an aggregator that all the content creators hate it. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah. And it's funny that Google's like the last asshole left on the internet. It's just <laughs> taking over all these other. Assholes. Now wait a minute. There's another asshole called uh, Mark Contest. Zuckerberg who's currently, you know, oh, being. Yeah being uh, interviewed by parliament and apparently it sounds like they may be being tougher on him than our congress really was. I, I heard they were complete softballs that's really what I, that's what oh. I, everybody i run there said it was basically a nothing burger oh okay well, i saw it th- well I th- that's already happened where he went in front of uh british parliament i thought it was ongoing i thought it was yesterday and today but maybe i'm wrong it happened oh it did okay um, headline I see is Mark Zuckerberg played Parliament for Fools. Ah, <laughs> there pissed. you go. And then, but CNET says Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg gets grilled by EU. So, so what's your? <coughs> we'll, we'll need to read uh, some I of that. Figure it out. Yeah, but that's another one. asshole out there in the internet, yeah. right? So <laughs> the point about they Google yeah. controls everything. Well, he's kind of got a lot of control in that in that ecosystem, which they, is a huge ecosystem. And the, the thing that's interesting I find is, so, like, Facebook gets fined $122 million for their, in, you know, their inappropriate business things. Google gets fined a billion dollars for their inappropriate things. And these people just look at it as a cost of doing business Absolutely. as opposed to, let's, we'll try to, yeah, oh, you know what, we'll pay that billion dollars and we'll try to fix it. And they may or may not fix it. Because the like, value of a monopoly yes. of hegemony is yes. so much more than $122 yes. million. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like it doesn't really make a difference. We'll continue to pay the fine. We'll continue to say we're going to improve things. You know, I will say, Sean, though, that, that the results that Google's putting in front of us are still valuable. The problem is how do we ensure that what they're putting in front of us isn't exactly and only what they want us to see. Sure. And that, it, that there aren't other options out there that could be good that I may like, right? So it's it's a delicate balance. I think people are looking for more of they want they want to trust that Google is giving us what we want to see, but they've shown that they haven't, and people are paying for it. And you're seeing the top hits that people are paying for. Um, and I, I it was a, it was an interesting 60 minutes article. Um, but essentially, the the biggest fines that Google has ever paid are because the European Union Commissioner has basically said you violated shit in in precursor to GDPR. That's where their that's where their fines are coming from. It's not from the U.S. Oh sure. And you know it, we're not doing anything about this shit. So you know to hear that that to hear from somebody uh, in a high power at a big conglomerate say uh, there are bills in America coming up is bullshit because it'll never fucking happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're because, bought and paid for because they're bought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so that's my rant on Google. I just thought it was interesting. If you can check it out, 60 minutes, like so 20 minutes. Can I ask you, oh, did you want to carry on with that? I was just going to say, I completely agree with that. And they're, they're bought and they, <clears throat> they, you know, they stepped up their lobbying game insanely over the last, like, you know, eight years or 10 years or something like that. Uh, Silicon Valley did. But, um, at least the tide is turning and like the emotional landscape is different than it's ever been against tech. Like there, what, what started as like a, a little bit of a backlash has become a, Oh yeah, fuck those tech dude bros. Like it's, I think that's kind of like a common 
uh, thought process now. So uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think there, there's definitely a, a backlash going on, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. Just to to rein it in a bit, right? right? So to be cynical, so at least there's like. Uh, <laughs> Some politician can take advantage of that and score some points, some easy points by by using that uh, current emotion out there. So. You'd hope. You'd hope. Yeah. Well, well, speaking <laughs> of uh, assholes on the internet, because we have two mugshots. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> we, have, we have two mugshot stories that I, I kind of wanted to get to. Did, I think John posted that the owners of mugshots.com yep, were arrested for yeah. extortion, which is hilarious because they have a long history of you will be not convicted of a crime and they will never take down your mugshot because mm. a lot of jails and counties post the daily mugshots and then that affects you when you go on a job interview that you have your mugshot out there even though it has no bearing on your court case and you have to they have a service where they will pay you you have to pay them to have your mugshot come down so if you're arrested for something and then you're, yes. there's no charges, you're later never, acquitted. Yeah, your yeah, mugshot's yes. still up there. Right. Like yeah. they they and they have no process. For taking it down, other than you pay them five grand or whatever wow, it is, yeah, and yeah. like, and they're the number one Google, yeah. they're the number one Google ranking. So when people Google you, if you're John Q. Public, Mugshot.com is going to be like one of the high hits for you. Right. Fifteen grand, by the way. It's fifteen grand to get yeah. your mugshot removed. I mean, Insane. that's insane. It, it's amazing to me that that was legal. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah. So that was nice to see one of the assholes come down. But there is one mugshot that I would like to see stay up for eternity, which I don't know who posted this. This might have been you, too. The lottery winner who uh, bought $200,000 worth of manure to put on his ex-boss's Oh, lawn. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Whoa. The mugshot of him, he is laughing. So oh, God, he's so he's, happy. He is so happy. So happy about that mugshot. Best 200K I ever spent. Yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm he not is, he is so ecstatic <laughs> to be arrested. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny. I yeah. bet some of those cops who were like, hey, we got to arrest you, sorry, but dude, yeah. yeah. Shitty nice. grin. Pretty yeah, sweet. right. When I went to um, Alcatraz, yeah. uh, the, the island, I, uh, there is, I don't know if you were there, but oh, yeah. there is oh, yeah. a, um, a poster with the most uh, famous like the weirdest mugshots? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And the the picture of Al Capone is exactly or similar to that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. very smiling, like I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here but I, I fuck you all these years yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. so happy and yeah. Oh, yeah. Every mugshot he ever took he's smiling in it like you'll never fucking get me. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, the story's awesome. pretty funny though because uh, uh, a man from Illinois was arrested for getting two hundred twenty-four thousand dollars worth of manure <laughs> dumped on his former employer's property only two weeks after he won one hundred twenty-five million at the lottery and quit his job. Awesome. Clarendon Hills in DuPage County. That's not too far from it's us. No. Clarendon Hills. Yeah. 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 Twenty thousand tons Duke of manure Page. and asked for yeah. it to be dumped on his former boss's property, pretending it was his residence. Dozens of trucks filled with manure showed up in front of the oh house my. around 6 this God. morning and began dumping their smelly cargo. <laughs> George Fitzgerald, Mr. Morris's former employer, was awakened by the sound of vehicles on his property beep, and rapidly beep, called the police. Yeah. Dumping shit all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> the no, keep on going where he's like, Brian Morris was standing right across the street and laughing. Because yeah. <laughs> unfortunately it took the police more than 15 minutes to arrive to the site and more than 10,000 more tons of manure had already been dumped. Brian Morris was standing right across the street laughing when police arrived. <laughs> he rapidly came over to confess his responsibility.
responsibility and explain his motivations. So you understand, he was a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you go, sir. Oh, Be on your funny. way. That's great. No, we're going to have to take you downtown, but, uh, but we appreciate it. <laughs> the cops did a press conference. They go, the accused told us he worked with the victim for 17 years, was treated like, quote, shit. shit. <laughs> he says he had like to endure shit. his mistreatment because he needed the money, but now that he won $125 million, it was time for revenge. <laughs> Hero. So, he was guilty. <laughs> he was happy to pay awesome. the fine. Oh, Call and then the night. police department had to apologize for an inadequate response time because they didn't oh, really have 15. the means to remove I mean, shit. yeah, what are you going to do? Come on. They have backhoes waiting on standby. For, you know, for sorry. Well, yeah. wait a minute. You're going to have the greenest lawn next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but is that... Vegetables are going to be huge. Oh, my God. Is that the... Po- this is an interesting question. That's is never going to go away. Is that the police's responsibility? Always, it's know. always going to smell like shit, that guy's right. house. He's going to have to move. It There's could be no like way. a hazmat thing, for Christ's sake. <laughs> who's, who's supposed to be responsible for that? I mean, we arrested the guy. It's your problem to clean up your yard, right? <laughs> oh, wait. This is uh, an interesting development. Uh-oh. So, apparently, this story is fake. Okay? Oh, come on. I would love to believe it. Damn. But this is what then kind of makes that funny. Apparently, the Clarendon Hills police have been getting complaints about their response time. So they did a press conference going, listen, this is some fucking website. <laughs> oh, my God. That just posts fake stories. Oh, boy. And we didn't respond. <laughs> we would have normally been there fast. You Damn. Know? Yeah. I was hoping this was real. I would, yeah, I would love for it to be real, too. Now oh, we have man. to trim that and whole thing. Picture. Look, yeah. no, the no, Worldwide IT guys. No, we don't need to trim No, it the up. Worldwide IT guys will Snopes. not Snopes. produce fake news. Snopes. That's what we. we <laughs> one principle we stand on. Now we're going to publish oh, it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That guy was. That picture's from a guy huh? in a DUI. So. <laughs> That's even, a, even a garden variety DUI. <laughs> the garden variety happy DUI. Yeah. Just a DUI guy. Just, just used a in a fake man. story that Snopes has debunked. Thanks All right. Well, that. I, that I awesome, wanted. Though. Thanks. <laughs> that was very fun. Uh, what? How much wood? What did it say it did? 20,000 pounds? Two hundred, Like $200,000 worth of manure. I wonder how. Let's see how much manure is. Well, that's what what? Black much? cow, 50 pounds of manure. Not bad. Back in the future, <laughs> we're talking good back good in the future. I think we buy in bulk, though. If we buy in bulk, it'll be even cheaper, right? Yeah. You oh, know? boy. So I'd imagine you could probably be looking. I buy a couple bags a year for my uh, vegetables. This is a cheap home. prank. Yeah. Yeah, it is a cheap I prank. I think you should yeah. do yeah. this, Sean. Um, I'll bet you you could get 70 pounds for $5 in bulk. You should do this to your boss. <laughs> Who's, which, which, which you assholes do I technically purport to? <laughs> who needs who needs some of their lawn? Look, look who said it. You know it's yeah, not yeah. me. <laughs> How ironic that I've worked here for 17 years. <laughs> uh, now I know who's done it to me. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so I I wanted to ask a question. So one of you guys, Dion, you posted. This next Halo game, which is this ridiculous arcade-style thing that has to, like... Yeah. uh, Is this really a thing that you have to, like, buy an entire... 
entertainment center? Yes, stage effectively for... So, the idea is, like, as virtual reality is kind of up and coming... Yes. Um, and there's a... I don't know if you've seen it. Did I talk about the virtual reality thing in, in where I live in New Lenox that just popped up? Yes, we did. We okay. talked about it. Yes. So that popped up. He's got two stations where you can go fight somebody in, in a virtual reality world. Sweet. Um, but what they wanted to do was kind of have a gimmick with their next release and kind of say... To really fully experience this first-person shooter, you need to have 130-inch, 130-inch 4K, you know, experience in an arcade cabinet, and it's kind of a it's a gimmick that I think they're going to bring to shows for people to experience Halo. Next but but you can still just buy the game and play it on whatever. You yes, have. exactly. And and what their their whole point is is this is this is. Nothing less than 130-inch 4K will suffice for this this amazing level of, of Halo. And I, I posted it because um, I'm known for, for my comments about 4K and yes, whatever, yes. and I thought it was appropriate to share what you know, 343's kind of pimping their next game out as. No, so I, I think I, you're going to walk into any, any gamer who goes to any of these shows is going to walk into it, see this booth basically sitting there, and they're going to go into it, <clears> see it, play it, think it's awesome, and then... You know, go home and. Well, and, I was disappointed yeah. in the so. last Halo game, and I was a Halo guy. Agreed. And I yes. was disappointed yes. in the last game. So, you know, I, I'm uh, the reason this piqued my interest was it seems ridiculous, and if this is really how they're pitching it, um, it, it makes I mean, it feel it's, like it's, well, it's a gimmick. Don't buy it for yeah. your you know bullshit TV and your crappy little screen because it should be in this kind of an environment. All right, well, guess what? I'm not going to buy it. Um, so but that, I mean, that, I will say a lot of us. So, so there's there's two points that I took from this article that I liked. Um, when I play a first person shooter, I like to actually be on a smaller screen, not a bigger screen, because I wanna I wanna be able to see things more quickly. I don't want my eyes to have to scroll 103 yeah, inches this yeah. way, 103 inches that way. So I like to be on a smaller screen when I'm playing this. The idea of this interaction is um, you're all sharing the screen, so you need to at least with your partner see what's going on in real time because you're working together and whatnot. Uh, so okay. I think that's it's basically you're all immersed in it together. It's uh, not ne- not necessarily a headset for virtual reality, but giving you the sense that you're in it because that's what this next-gen Halo thing is going to be. Anyways, so that was that was the gimmick. Like, if you look at the pictures and images, it's kind of like this really wide image of everybody with the same screen and looking at, you know. Anyway. Well, it, so. it, it le- led me to... I, I have been thinking recently um, of actually investing in a system. And I've been thinking of investing in a PlayStation, not because um, there's a specific thing, but because I, you know, swore off physical media. Swore off. I said, we're done with physical media. I don't want any more physical media in my world. You're just talking about it. And yet... (laughs) I continually get um, sort of interesting things given to me on physical media, things that you can't get in other forms. So uh, music. I'm getting music to this day on discs that I don't have a connected CD player to you know, do something with. You know, certainly laptops don't do these things anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Right? I don't have any. I don't. Physical media, to me, was done. I was out of that game, and it's finding its way back into my world because of other things that I can't get through Spotify or this or that or the other, right? 
So I'm, I'm kind of finding myself in a need for an optical playing device, something that will do DVDs when I get that stuff that isn't available elsewhere, CDs when I need that, and if I'm going to buy something, I was like, what would I buy today? The PlayStation kind of surfaced in my consciousness because I'm also very aware of these uh, the titles. I'm looking for some advice from the people who I know happen to be, well, look, um, Ross is back in room, and he has a, a PS4 title in his hands. Um People who have PlayStations or people who have video game devices, um, I am interested because I've always been a campaign guy. I've not been a social gamer. I've not been an online gamer. I've been a campaign guy. That's my world. And everything I'm hearing is the Sony campaign world is definitely where you want to be if that's who you are. I'd buy, so, it, I'd buy it again just for God of War. <clears throat> just for God of War. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the favorite, my you favorite games game. I've ever played are on exclusive to the PlayStation. Persona Five, this really crazy Japanese RPG, which is phenomenal. I'd say Metal Gear, <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid is honestly one of the best games I've ever played. The Five, the um, and I was never really huge into that franchise. And then yeah, God of War was pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, I like PlayStation a lot. And, and you're still gonna get all the regular like Grand Theft Auto, Fallout, Skyrim, all the good stuff. But Dion, you know all the exclusive Xbox titles. My kids like Xbox. They like Sea of Sorry. Thieves, yeah. um, Minecraft, which is Xbox exclusive. You can yes. you can get that for for PlayStation though, I believe. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I do have yeah. a version of it. I'm not sure if it's the um, official. And the other one that they love that I think is Xbox exclusive, but I might be wrong on this one is uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's probably on PlayStation too. I'm not sure about my son. That's, plays, it is. That was, it my is. son also yeah. plays Battlefront. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I would say. But they love Sea of Thieves. That's a new one that they really love. Oh, that's and a I super think cool Ark idea. is only Ark is really popular with kids. That is. I think that's only Xbox. Uh, that one also is actually pretty universal because that's oh, that, also okay. on Steam and everything oh, all right. else. Okay. Yeah, but like the the your kids are growing into the bigger games that need that may require 4K at some point but like you know the Fortnites and Roblox of the world Don't right now are not necessarily Don't say what now get you get you there Fortnite so Sea of Thieves gets you there why what are you worried about Those there Those are cracked well, son yeah. my son is addicted to Roblox and he's okay. been wanting to get Fortnite and I will not let him <laughs> Pete Pete went through the Roblox phase Pete you asked about uh, Fortnite and yeah. I said you know, I don't know it, so it's not in my world. Yeah. And then I asked Pete, and he went, Psh. and yeah. I went, really? It, it sounds like there's a lot of people. He goes, yeah, that's the problem with it. So yeah. Pete's in it. that other category, and I caught him the other day playing Fortnite. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing? And he said, I, you know what? I got a bunch of friends who are like, why aren't you here? <laughs> but guess what? He's gone right back to... Right. Uh, uh, whatever, whatever he plays all the time, not PUBG, but the other one. Um, Got it. So, the, so, as far as like pure specs go, ex- as of you know, because it changes by the week, right? So, as of May twenty third, twenty eighteen, the latest Xbox has the better performing device, right? Three it's, months ago, for, for me, it's a for right, me, right. it's a th- three months ago, it wasn't. You know, and PlayStation 4 did an upgrade, and they were ahead. So it's just a matter of, yeah, the spec, spec, pure spec to spec. 
agreed. Um, so it you know it comes down to, in my opinion, and, and you say you just do campaigns, you just play by yourself. I know, I know your family already has investment in both. Not really in PlayStation. You have an Xbox One and you have a PlayStation. Your son has a PlayStation. And he has a PlayStation yeah. out in Seattle. So yeah, yeah. So so you you could technically game on either because you have that option. So but you're thinking you're gonna go PS4 to play the media to and, play the specific Sony titles. Yeah. When I want to do that. Yeah. But it's really a media player that happens to play video sure. games in my household these days. Sure. Right? So that's where my brain is. Yeah. Uh, I was just curious. Is there a moment, like, because you kind of grew up a gamer, right? Yep. Is there, so, like... Yeah, my, don't have kids. Right. <laughs> don't have kids. My, like, when I was growing up, there was always, like, the scene in the movie where, like, the dad is playing his son in basketball, and for like the first time since he was a child, the kid makes a move and like you know gets past the dad. And oh my god! I got blown away by right. by Andy and all of his friends in Halo. Right, that's the new version of it. It's getting I, your ass kicked in Halo by your son. I spent <laughs> ten minutes playing with these guys, and I went, "You are way out of my league. I'm gonna and walk so away like now." Sean says he wants to die then. <laughs> so when when, when you know you're done, beat him. Get him in a video game. So kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me too with all my cousins. They all they almost all professionally game now, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah aspiring I no esports play. guys. And I'm like, holy cow! Like you know, ten years ago we all played at the same level. Now they're literally flying to L.A. to go compete in a game tournament. Jeez. It's like, holy sh! What the fuck? Yeah, I, I remember yeah. you know okay. virtually spawning. Taking like three steps and getting killed oh, yeah. about ten times, and I went assholes. Yeah, that's spawn camp. That's, yeah. that's, that's a dick <laughs> that's move for your dad. I don't play Battlefront anymore, my son. Um, so it was a dick move for the dad. So uh, thank you for the uh, the input. All of that well taken. I will. The other thing I was going to mention real quick about Xbox was they came out with this adaptive controller, which I thought was that was really cool, and super cool. Yeah. So essentially, it's um, it was made to be um, uh, it, it's a it's Microsoft stumbled into accessibility with this new with this new dev, this new controller um, that essentially allows you to plug in the device the input device the I/O device that works for your condition. So let's say you don't have fingers or hands and you have nubs or you you have feet, but you you know. You can plug in whatever your I.O. device is into this controller to do the thing you want it to do, which is you can map every single button of the controller to the device that works with your body or your play style. And I thought that was amazing because in the video that I shared, you're seeing you're seeing folks who are almost paraplegics, quadriplegics, playing video games and able to do that because they can move this device in they can move a device in eight different ways with their chin and actually fire a gun run do you know strafe do everything because they they're just getting that good at the game and and even though they may never compete you know at at a at a, a gaming tournament they're still having yeah, fun they, and playing the game yeah. and the the just that device i think they've stumbled into something groundbreaking no, and they're going to end up owning a market that they were like well why don't we just try to do something for the benefit of 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 doing the right thing. Yeah, that's and cool. And guess what? Also you give may us own money. the market now because you just tried to do the right thing. And I, I yeah. loved every part of the story. I, I saw these people who who historically can't play a game on a console 
now playing a game on a console and having a great time. I, I, it was a great story. It made me smile. I had to share it. I thought it was good. So, and it just kind of broke in the past couple, like couple weeks. So, um, I thought that was cool to. to oh, share. that's very cool. Yeah. So. We, I, I, it made me really think. I don't know why this did in particular because accessibility has always been a thing. But for some reason, it just made me realize that I don't do a very good job of thinking about accessibility when we make our public websites, and I would like to to do better at that. So that's just a random personal thought I had. I like that. It's a good thought. Yep. yep. I like that. And technically, it's the law. By the so, way. Yeah. By the way my, Actually, so my, yes. Wait, it's the law? Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> my, by the way, my, my second thought of this article was, there's going to be some asshole who fucking hacks this thing so he can cheat and fire a gun, <laughs> and he's going to fucking mod it. Sure. And, and I'm going to be, now i got to worry about... So you, you got know, a good thought, and yeah, then I... Eh. Yeah, went right to the, the, the ha- asshole modders yeah. who are going to basically be like, oh, I can just plug this thing in to fire my gun 5,000 right. times faster than you could ever fire it. Or there's going to be uh, some guy in, yeah. like, Taiwan playing seven games at once, like, just dominating, you know, <laughs> making tons of money. Halo with his chin, <laughs> right. Call of Duty with his right hand, yeah. you know, yeah, anyways. Dion's going to be buying bump stocks for his uh, controllers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, um, that took care of, I think, all of my stories for the week. We didn't get to the, the Zell Bank. Um, um, nah, I don't want to get to that one. That, that, boring. That, yeah, let's, let's, uh, did we talk about, did this group talk about um, Infinity War? Did we end up giving all those spoilers? Or I, no? I wasn't here, but uh, I have seen it since you guys talked about it. If you Ross did, left so the room so we could talk about opinions. it. Hurry. I'll pardon myself if you want me to. Oh. You haven't oh, seen you haven't it? Seen no, it. we gave you two All weeks. right, we're not going to talk about no, that. No, you guys can talk about it. I can no, I want to talk, le- but I wanted a good transition to movies, so we'll talk about okay. Movie Pass and what, what Rich shared. Oh, that was a bummer from Rich. So, Sean, were you a Movie Pass guy? or No, were, all my friends, all friends were. So I knew were. about it very early on. And it was funny. It was always one of those things like, how the hell can this work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially because the people that were buying it, like I think the consumer they want is somebody like me, where I'm probably at best gonna see one movie a month, so it's gonna be a wash. For me. Right, right. Y- you know. So what happened? Uh, apparently, and I didn't read the article. So can somebody? So it's ten dollars a month for you to see unlimited movies. Right. So what was happening? People in major cities, young people, where the average ticket is more than ten dollars, were not only buying it, but were also seeing. Near daily movies, <laughs> and they have to they have to true up their bills with the theaters, so they don't have this. I assumed they have this sort of general deal they negotiated with the theaters. They don't. They have to reimburse the theater for every single ticket that's purchased, and basically their outlays are way higher sure. than their revenue and. They're probably going to fold. Their thought was they would eventually have so many you. They want to yeah. be like this loss leader. It was about volume because you would subscribe because all your friends did it yep. and you would be you know helping them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, three other people who watch twelve movies in a month exactly. are, are costing them. And if you had enough users. You could start negotiating mm. advertisement deals right. with the theaters, right. or you, you could maybe like because the the way the terms are, they can change them at any moment. So, is there not a venture capitalist out there who's going to you know throw them a bone and go, no, no, no you got the right idea. We just need to you know ride the wave. Their parent company, his stock is at an all time low. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I guess the other problem so is maybe. all the theaters hate it. Well, yeah, they do. The yeah. theaters 
the theaters have their own programs, which people don't do because you, it's not profitable unless you see movies regularly. Right. You know, it's like, I, I think AMC's program is like $40 a month. So yeah. my hope was that, you know, they would be the game changer and that the theaters would have to respond to that, yep. and there would be the middle ground that makes sense that came yeah. out of the whole conversation. And if they're already dying, well, that's never going to happen. The the theaters are going to go see. I told you. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm amazed they're still hanging on, but I, I guess enough people are are seeing Infinity Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to help them. Right. No. You mean the theaters at all or movie pass? Yeah, I think theaters at all. Like that they don't have to say. Oh, theaters. Okay, we're going to stop charging you 18 fucking dollars in the city. Like I'm sure out in the suburbs. Oh, I there's think, still good deals. I but. think there's definitely going to be a huge trimming in movie theater. Well, and that's what that, that's what they also talked about. Movie pass is theaters no longer want just volume. They would rather sell oh. six tickets at like these new theaters with. Um, craft beer selection. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, that makes like, sense. Like, so they're the, trying to they're trying to make the experience better. They're trying to. They don't care. They're you know, pricing people out because they're getting frank, enough revenue. And frankly, exactly. the theater that I go to now that I think Ian's gone to it before as well. Um, their ticket prices are very reasonable, and I think they're going to struggle with the same thing you're talking about, Sean, in a different way, where they're selling a reasonable ticket, six bucks mm-hmm. to see a movie, That's good. right? Yeah. A reasonable ticket price, but they're making money on their food and their drinks because sure. they have a bar and they have good food and they serve at your table at your uh, chair. Oh, so they yeah, deliver. So yeah, they deliver. They, so the imagine yeah. has been great. Yep, and it's been so great that we're actually going to host. Um, Emma's going to have her birthday party there, and in, when Incredibles comes out, Fun. June fifteenth. Rented out their little private theater room. Oh, cool! Twenty seats just for the kids. It comes out to be twenty bucks a kid, but they get dinner, popcorn, and the movie seat, yeah, which is kind of cool. Bad. It's not that bad. Um, and and they see the movie. And they see the movie. Yeah, so it's really and like we've got a room. Yeah. The parents. So I just found out. I got to see the room the other day. There's a a, a table for like twenty five kids to sit at, but when they're in their seats, there's room for the parents to sit. So the parents are going to get to stay. Yeah. And watch the movie and hang out and chill in this room. Watch is it open bar? Or no. um, so outside... <laughs> no, but they'll go out and buy yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Outside, it, this is amazing. They serve 32-ounce beers. Yeah. Craft uh, beers for like 12 bucks. Yeah. It's amazing. Get a couple Long Island iced teas. Tea breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I saw Deadpool 2... Don't light the candle. I got to pee. <laughs> so this... Well, we're talking movies. I saw Deadpool 2 uh, Thursday night, opening night. The first time I've done that in a long time. I did have a 32-ounce beer. There were no previews before the movie. The movie started at uh, 9.05. There were no previews before because it was a premiere night. Wow. No previews. And I, I didn't know they I rely, no on a preview. I rely right. on those previews to go to the bathroom right before the movie <laughs> like starts. You're five minutes them. off now. I yeah. need yeah. to stretch. No, 25 minutes. We talked <laughs> yeah, about 25 minutes. 25 minutes off. So, now. holy shit. And I sensed it. The lights got dim. I'm like, dude, I got disturbance in the God forest. God damn it. I got to go. And they're like, no, no, no. There's previews. I'm like... I think they're I think they're starting it. And they started it and I'm like, oh, I'm locked in now. <laughs> I did not have to go to the bathroom. So Dan the entire pissed Deadpool. No, no, I didn't have to go. Yeah, the guy I in the it was so entertaining, you he forgot you had to Deadpool piss. Was so That'd be a good. great review. I did laugh hard a couple times where I'm like, oh, I gotta stay, gotta stay. Anyways. Um it was, he wore yeah, it, depends so it was under good. armor. 
But uh, I think Imagine is good. I think they're they're competitively priced. I think there's a ton of value in going to see it in in their theater. Um, yeah, so they're all reclining seats. I mean, it's a very nice. Almost experience. everybody's got that now too. So the fact that you know, I just read, you know, it's ten bucks a month for unlimited movie viewing, and I got to be honest with you, unless it's right in the period of yes, Incredibles two. Um, Deadpool 2, Infinity Wars is all coming out in the same 30-day window. Fast and Furious 13. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm not, I'm not there. I'm there once a month. I got to be honest with you. And I'd rather. And there's been months where I don't go, and I don't want to be like, oh shoot, I paid for a movie this month. I got to go figure out what I'm going to go see. So I don't, I, I didn't find value in it at the time, let alone the customer service nightmare that that our that our our friend went through. So, anyways, just a, it was just a weird weird thing, and plus yeah. everybody's got their own apps and their own bonuses and their own perks. I feel like I get free something every third time I go to the movies anyway, so I'm getting value out of my twelve or thirteen dollar ticket to begin with, just going through AMC or Imagine or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah. Well, um, that was my that was my take on it before yeah and uh, before the customer ni- service nightmare. I, I think I missed. Well, speaking of customer service nightmares, I think I missed where Rich's finally came down on MoviePass. But I guess he was trying to get rid of it. If if you guys saw this in WWE, guys, he couldn't. right? And he couldn't get rid of it. He said their latest stunt is to lock you out of the app, saying it's running on an unauthorized device. He says it's running on the same goddamn iPhone it's been since day one. Yep. <laughs> and to fix it, you have to speak to support either via the app which won't let you log in as it's an unauthorized device, or by calling support, who just never answer. <laughs> they duck the phone call and keep telling him he's calling outside of business hours. <laughs> so it's, like, impossible to cancel. You do worry about these it's, fucking companies with no employees. Yeah, like, right. Google's, yeah. Google's the biggest company in the world. If you actually had a problem with them, no you're fucked. You, you can't call anyone. Yeah. You can't talk to them. Yeah, nope. You can't, can't talk to anyone. Yeah. Nope. That's, that's, awesome. that's I'm glad you think that's awesome. It's, unauthorized <laughs> device. <laughs> You're screwed. Yeah. You just gotta. And you're on auto. Do you know the best Thank way you. to get customer sure. service in the modern era, which is so scary? You have Twitter. to do a blog that yeah. you hope goes viral. Yeah, oh my God. yeah. That, that gets in front of tweet Twitter, about it. Yeah. tweet or Facebook horrible negative you things have to find about an it. Influencer. Which actually, <laughs> I have a horrible customer service story myself. I bought a, a, a set of headphones um, for gaming, and they were h- hundreds of dollars. They broke in less than three months. The the gaming the headphone company said send them in we'll give you a full refund they're totally totally fine great customer service they go out of business <laughs> thirty days after they get my fucking headphones and say you're getting new ones in in a, in a month they go out of business I've been Smart. chasing these motherfuckers for a year well, what can you do they're out of business they went out of business but then they reopened with the same name oh. under in a different zip code in oh, a different shady. address. So what I've done is I've gone to Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, and I've said, these guys suck. I bought headphones from them. They already went out of business. They're going to go out of business again. Don't buy these fucking headphones. Don't buy anything from these people. And I've every I've littered it everywhere I can, all over the internet, to say it, don't use these people. It's so hard, like oh, go to the Better Business Bureau website and leave like a nasty comment. Like it does jack shit. Yeah, like who it's, cares? Like uh, I had <laughs> I had a company that got popular because of a Kickstarter where they were supposed to make this thin watch. I probably told this story. And it was like the world's thinnest watch. It was 150 bucks. I ordered it, you know, expecting that it, it would be so there excited. in about a year and a half, yeah, two years, something yeah. like that. Um, but I ordered it from the website. I didn't order it through Kickstarter. So, you know, everyone's on the Kickstarter three years later complaining like, oh, my God, you know, the watch is never here. The company had a series of updates where eventually it got worse and worse and worse, like, 
they started like describing how many parts they had, and eventually they said, look, we're shutting the company down, and we're going to try to sell off all the inventory, some of the IP, and so you know, we have debtors we have to pay off, and essentially no one's going to get anything. But the people who actually paid for it via the website were supposed to get something, right? So like, I got a letter in the mail basically saying, after like doing my Better Business Bureau complaint and, and bitching and, and talking in the comments with other people who got totally scammed out of this thing, um, I got a letter in the mail saying after they paid their creditors, <laughs> they, they paid off all the debt they had, this, this Chinese company that they had some semiconductor, uh, you know, contract with, yep. they sold all the parts off. Like, I was able to, like, one option was, like, I was able to get, like, a baggy, a pouch full of, like, spare parts or something that they had not been able to sell <laughs> off or a get, like, $2 or that. something like that out of the yeah. $150 that I sent. And, like, and, and nothing happened. These guys here are in Chicago. This is America. This is not, like, some third-world country. Oh, yeah. And uh, those guys just went back to their jobs, and then they they blew a million dollars and nothing happened. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. the reality of those startups and those, the, you know, right. especially the, that Kickstarter oh, world. Kickstarter well, world. you're yes. taking Crazy. a gamble yeah. on it. It is Kickstarter, but... Uh, again, because uh, I heard that all the time, people said, "Well, Chip Charter, what do you expect?" But but hold on, this is I bought a product from a company's website. Then that company co- folded completely outside of Kickstarter. Had nothing to do with Kickstarter. My True. my money went directly to them, not in any way related to Kickstarter. So yes, but it's true of any. I mean, your. Your deal is I'm going to give you money and you're going to give me product. Whether you're at a retail store where you take the product off the wall, right. hand it to them and say, here's my money, and they hand it back to you, there's always that chance in that transaction sure. that they're going to go, uh, we're out of the product. Uh, actually, the feds just shut us down. You can't have this product. I mean, there's always that chance. And when you're dealing with a small operation that sure. you know is – you know, at the beginnings of this whole world and still fun- taking funding from Kickstarter or one of those, you know, uh, crowdfunding worlds, there's the chance, right? Yes. There is that chance, uh, for sure. I, I guess it was just, um, I guess I'm a little sensitive because after hearing about <laughs> 9,000 comments of, it's Kickstarter, it's in the contract, they don't have to deliver anything if it doesn't work but out. But you didn't you know? do it through that, so... Right, yeah. it was but it doesn't matter, your point is yeah. the same. It was probably in, Any in company their contract Let me make sure well. everybody hears Mad Cats and Triton. Oh, Mad Cats, really? Is that was a big name me. for a while. Yes, if well, again, they're back out there, still selling fucking headsets yeah. and not backing up any of the warranty that they had for products. Don't buy them. They've been yeah, making, like, exactly. rip-off controllers for, like, 20 years for consoles and PCs. Don't buy them. Uh, well, we should wrap this up. John, did you have any fun things to share from the world of communications? Really. It's just a lot of uh, GDPR uh, vendors hitting well, us this, this week. Yes, it is. Everyone is so, that. All right, we've well, talked enough about this today. I do have oh, yeah, let's hear a it. transcription. Actually, I have two transcriptions. Oh, nice. Transcriptions, I love these. And the fun thing about this first one is... I left a voicemail on somebody's voicemail, and they sent me that transcription. <clears throat> so this was kind of fun to get my own words played back to me. I thought I nice. was getting a response to what I actually was asking. No, I was just getting a, look, this is what your words became. And here's what it is. Hey, it's Steve, just checking in. I couldn't seem to get into our call. My mobile client out, not playing nice. Okay. That's, That's actually good. not so bad. Far, not but, bad. Yep, yep, yep. ER, um, 
So if you're waiting for me there, I apologize. Saturno done teams. Mm. Mm. You know, the only thing I was still curious about was the Jerry situation. Before I start talking to people, especially her, because I know he was conscious and an Arab situation as well. There's always wow. an Arab situation. Yeah, Jerry's <laughs> absolutely <in> trouble. <laughs> Jerry's. Uh, I love that there's an Arab situation yeah. somewhere in this conversation. <laughs> So the, it, it just ends from there. But, yes, there's an yeah, Arab situation good. somewhere in my call. Um, and then w- through our exchange, he sent one of his favorites to me, which um, is somebody in our organization who he now refers to as this, because this whole transcription started with, hey, it's chunk chunk of change key. <laughs> <laughs> Chunk of change key. What? Hey, it's chunk of change key. Um, I'll try to call you on your mobile. I mean, that's the whole message. <laughs> Who the hell is chunk of change? No key? mention of Bedouins in that one or anything. No, no. Oh, interesting. No. So those are a couple of transcriptions that yeah. I saw recently. I like it. So uh, nothing else from the the team. Where are we going for lunch? It's gorgeous outside. We It's very out. nice outside. I blinked in. It's beautiful. Okay, so we're gonna yeah. go. We're oh, gonna go find ourselves some lunch. We've been the worldwide IT guys. No humidity. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Catch you later. Bye. Later. Later. Bye bye. And next week nice is uh, Monk's 40th nice. birthday party. I won't be here though. I'm in Ohio that day, so I can't do Thursday I will be either. My thought was maybe we go on Wednesday and.